0: So, what I am attempting to do is going to be very controversial, and I do know of many people that will tell me, hey, hold on for a second, Kulu, you're reaching, you're reaching, you're you're reaching to the moon, This 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 is very difficult for you to make this correlation or make this connection. Personally, I don't care if you get it or don't get it. These are for the ones who get it, who understand what it is that I'm attempting to do, and why is it that I'm attempting to do it. And what I'm attempting to do is I want to make a connection between the current Netflix documentary series or whatever called Tiger King and how it correlates to what our ancestors went through in slavery. And I want you to understand something that what I'm going to to show you is that the things that we've watched, whether it be movies that speak about you know a a lot of sensationalism uh similar to django and it tries to give you an understanding of slavery all the way up into amistad which is a more closer depiction in my opinion but all of these things are scripted all of these things have uh certain cues and things because a director wants to lead you down a certain path which does not necessarily keep the authenticity there and so why the authenticity is in question you sometimes get caught up in such the dramatic effect and experience that it, it prevents you from really having a crucial understanding of the atrocities, the the hell, la cost, the cost, my offer that our ancestors have endured. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to do what most people do. They said, well, what are you doing? I'm going to capitalize on Tiger King. This is no way, shape, form, or fashion a promotion of Tiger King. But what it is is that I want to show you how in that series and in that documentary, whatever you want to call it, uh, it shows that these people will take something that is indigenous and remove it from its indigenous and natural habitat and put it on display and make money and profit off of it and destroy the whole entire ecosystem and habitat of those Things that they're making uh, profit off of. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the, the, the character, uh, Mr. Joe, who has these exotic cats. And these exotic cats are cats that are indigenous to Africa and India. We're talking about the panther. We're talking about the lion. We're talking about the tiger. We're talking about the chimpanzee. We're talking about the elephant. And there's other characters that, um, I, whether I choose to mention them or choose not to mention them, we'll see as the conversation goes on further. So, listener, this is what I want you to do. I want you to understand that what you were seeing and what was being displayed is exactly what happened to your ancestors. Being put on a concentration camp, what you call a plantation, and being utilized for profit. That's what was happening to our ancestors. So, you got somebody taken out of their natural habitat. What do I mean when I say taken out their natural habitat? I'm talking about something that is conducive to their living. Something that is... Primarily constructed and orchestrated to foster them, and what happens is you have these people that look at our our, our, our indigenous native. Um, animals and say, oh wow, this is beautiful. This is majestic. And they take them out of their natural habitat to do what? Domesticate them. Am I saying, you know, be careful? Because am I saying that somebody will say, oh, well, wait, what are you saying? That our ancestors were wild and uh, had no culture? No, no, I'm not saying that at, at all. In no way, shape, form, or fashion. As a matter of fact, I'll reach even further and I'll say that those big cats, those tigers, and those lions, they had a culture. They had a pack. They had a way in how they move. They took care of their families. They knew what to hunt. They knew where to drink water. They knew how to travel. They knew where they lived. They had a whole system, a culture, a, 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 a way of living that was totally disrupted. And they were put on display and made money and made a mockery out of it. This is what happened to your ancestors. It's going over and taking Our ancestors from our natural land, our habitat, from our culture, from who we are, and taking us out of that and bringing us into a place where we could be put on display. Our skills could be uh, proliferated and and used to make profit for these same oppressors. And, you know, from the guy, um, I believe his name is Anil. Uh, the other one, he was the more so-called sophisticated one. He was the one who allowed his animals to be used in movies and things of that nature. So his plantation was a different plantation. His plantation worked with the people, but as we learn later, find out as we look more into it, he was just as atrocious or just as vile as the character Joe. And this is what happened to us. If you sit back and you look, that these people decided, hey, I'm going to use you all to empower myself i mean you you know you wanted to use it for a career and music and things of that nature he had these ambitions and these dreams and instead of doing the necessary work to use it for himself i will proliferate i will exploit these animals in order to what say hey this is how i'll propel myself to success we are no way, shape, form, or fashion. I will continue to make this disclaimer. I am not making our an- our ancestors animals because I know that they love to try to do that and say we're three foot four, four man. But I'm asking you to critically start thinking and to critically start looking at what the conditions that they were in. So I, I definitely took some notes, and and taking notes, I wanted to talk about the breeding aspect. So what was what's important about this breeding aspect? So it was a pl- place and point in time where they could no longer have the right to steal or bring these exotic cats to this country. So that means that there's no more going over to Africa, there's no more going over to India and stealing and bringing them into this place. So what do they had to do? They had to create breeding farms, and they would allow these these cats. To breed together in order to continue having more of a surplus, a supply of exotic cats. This is exactly what they did to your ancestors. When there was this whole no more going over and taking Africans from Africa and bringing them into the Caribbean islands, bringing them into the Americas. And when we talk about the Americas, we talk about South America and North America. So it's very important that that is clear when we talk about the Americas. Sometimes we do the triangle slave trade. We go from Africa to the Caribbean islands. And then we go into America. And then we think just solely North America. No, South America as well. And so when that was prevented, they would literally have breeding farms This is what they did to your ancestors, that they would have young girls who at the ages of the ripe ages of 14, 13, 12, whenever you started to be able to menstruate, they said, oh, that is the opportunity to impregnate. Now, think about that. We have daughters now. Some of them menstruate very early. Some of them are 12. Some of them are 11. I know due to, you know, the food and things of that nature. But just think about your daughter being put in a place where she has to breed. I mean, just that is a, that is the most scariest thing. But this is what they did to your ancestors. They created breeding. And when they created breeding, did you think that they went through the the, the, the jump in the broom? You know how they want to show us, oh, these people loved each other. And they jumped the broom and they got married and all. Oh, no, no, no. See, that, again, is how the movies take us and make us think, oh, it wasn't slightly that bad. No, it was atrocious. They would have uncles, cousins. It didn't matter about your blood relation. It didn't matter if you didn't know the person. All you had to do was go in there and you had to have sex. No romance, no candles, no nothing. I need to get this person pregnant based on the pregnancy. They produce a child in 10 months. And based on that child, I give them time to heal their body up, which is what, six weeks so-called? And then, bam, she got to get pregnant again. This, I mean, just imagine that, you know, and a lot of times we don't see how that's a over the day where a lot of women are just, you know, having having babies. And I'm not saying you don't want to have babies, but sometimes you find yourself in sort of a, a system where you're like, dang, yo, she pregnant again. Good God almighty. You don't even know she did. This is some trauma passed on through DNA where she thinks it's okay to just keep having baby back to back to back because they're going to be exploited. I don't have to worry about taking care of them. I don't have to worry about nursing them or providing for them because somebody will take advantage of them. This is not consciously all the time. This is unconscious, but I'm just trying to show you these parallels that we seem to just overlook. Let's talk about the other person. This person called Carol, right? This character in the show was supposed to be somebody helping and assisting and aiding and no, no. That is the North. We talk so hellish about the South, the antebellum South, and how they enslaved our ancestors. Well, let me push you up to the North. The North seemed like, what? Well, they didn't enslave. They were more sophisticated. No, they exploited too. So they created more of a, a sophisticated way of saying, I will exploit you by saying, I'm helping you. So when we had white abolitionists. And I'm not saying all white abolitionists, but I'm definitely being very clear when I say the white abolitionists who said, well, this is what we'll do. We'll find ways to liberate black people by saying, hey, we're going to change this system and we'll give you different ways of how to make money so you can go into the industrial part. But, you know, you're getting a penny. An hour, but that's way better than not getting anything. And this is how this character Carol presented himself saying that I'm going to liberate these big cats and I'm going to put them in a better situation where people can come and see him and this, that, and the third, but under the auspice of saying, Hey, I'm here to save and stop these other two bad people. This is how they did so often in slavery where we would get caught up and we would be kind of confused. we say, wait, wait a minute, they want to liberate us and these people want to enslave us. No. They both have hidden agendas on how to exploit you. One is going to do it with a smile and one is going to do it with a growl. You know, as, as Malcolm X likes to use. So you got, you got the fox who bites you with a smile and then you got this wolf that's growling at you and going to bite you straight off, you know, straight off the top. But both of them are what? Used to harm and hurt you and this is something that we have to understand this is just a little taste of what our ancestors went through they had these and then they had these other wild people who would be uh there was one of the characters i can't think of his name jeff his name was jeff and jeff was used um he would have his own little plantation but he was more of a rebel right and so what he would do is he would be uh synonymous with taking on the wild cats this is what we call slave catchers these are the people who say, oh, I'll get this person. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be a part of the mix and the trade and, and how they navigate. So this is the, the same very thing that you're watching and you're going, wow, this is crazy. Wow, look at this. These people, you can't just, you can't even understand. And they're like, so this is how next live and this is how Hillbillies live. No, sir. No, ma'am. This is exactly what plantation owners live like. And they always were vile with one another because they wanted that larger plantation or they wanted the more productive plantation. Um, I want to talk about the workers. So you had the workers, these these convicts. Right. And when I use the term convict, this is not me trying to uh, denigrate anyone. I'm using that term because I want you to understand how slavery actually came into existence and how the colony started. See, the colonies were where London would take its criminals and send its criminals to work off debts listen to what I'm saying the very people who started this country were primarily criminal people the workers and they called this uh, indentured servitude and so what happens is these people come over and they will work off debts and then based on working off debts then they would be part of the natural society again if you study anything about Australia, that's exactly what London did. London sent all of its criminals to Australia they to call themselves cleaning up their society. And they send them over to Australia and then they get over to Australia and they kill the abori- Aboriginal people. You know, the whole uh, Tasmanian devil and this, that, and the third that you see in the Looney Tunes. That is a a, a caricature, a a stereotype, a depiction of what the Tanzan Tanzan people of uh, uh, Australia were. They would call them devils and they would say that they're out of control and things of that nature. That's just a sidebar just to give you some information. But these people that were working, they are considered overseers. So what they would do is the slave master would hire someone who he could use to run the plantation... That's what these so-called managers who had no skill no skill in dealing with anything that they seen they even admitted that i don't know what i'm doing but based on not knowing the thought i gotta live i gotta take care of myself so i'ma learn it on the fly so imagine what our ancestors had to endure when we knew how to work the plantation we even knew what the cotton was we knew how to do the crops and they give this guy who you give a little bit of authority to a little position of power to and what happens they become abusive and they they start to cut corners and they they find ways to get themselves rich. So a lot of overseers wanted to be plantation owners. And so if you pay attention to the show, a lot of them had ambitions to grow and they wanted, they even fell in love with some of the cats. And I, this is one of, the, you know, they, even though all atrocities was going on there, there were cats who were being killed. And we're going to get to that. But there were things that were happening in that whole arena that they just was complacent with and complacent with. And this is something that we have to think about. We have to say, oh, my God, you know, they hired people that would would, had no intention to try to change it. They just was like, hey, I got to get on, get on, get along and get I mean, get on to get along. Pardon me for that. But, you know, that's just saying that they had no heart in the situation that they looking at these beautiful people these beautiful creatures and they're saying you know what uh, i mean hey that's just what it is so a lot of times we thought we had people that would come and save us or we thought we could empathize and this is the great Martin Luther King he thought that he could pull on the empathy bone of these oppressive people no they would not you know ever want to you know acknowledge that they were you know um complicit and complacent they just kind of want to say that was the system at the time um i want to talk about the worker that was injured so there was a worker that was injured had our complete arm bit the hell off, right? And instead of getting the proper medical condition, the medical treatment, instead of taking the proper um, precautions to protect oneself and prevent things, you know what? She ran right back, right back and said, no, I got to keep this thing going. That's a lot of Negroes that continue to want to say, uh, you know, it's not that bad. As a matter of fact, that's what it is. A lot of us started to be so indoctrinated to the plantation that the idea of doing something else was frightening. So, no, never mind. You know, I know it's bad, but I'm going to just still work with it. I'm going to still, you know, make sure that things get better. Listen, again, this is not me promoting Tiger King. This is me making what? The correlation. I'm going to talk about something else. So, we talked about the food. So, they would get the food from Walmart. And this would be food that they would know. They knew a whole system on how the food would be spoiled, in a sense. And Walmart would throw it away. And they created this kind of, like, program where they would go and get these meats and things of that nature. And they would feed you know, the people and the animals, the, the spoilage of, of, of produce and products, right? This is what I'm talking about when they say our ancestors were not given adequate meals. This is what I'm talking about when they would get the scraps, as they say, when they say, oh, we eat chitlins and I've been my grandmama eat chitlins and my grandfather eat chitlins and pig feet. That's exactly what we're talking about. As they got the ham, as they got the bacon, as they got all the things that they needed, What was ever the scraps was given to us. And we had to learn how to make do. This is exactly what you've seen, that they would go and find roadkill. And then they would just throw roadkill into the pits. I'm going to tell you something about things that die. Um, at some point, I, um, I believe it's the jackal dog um, in uh, Africa, that if something's dead, the longer it's dead, they won't eat it. They know, they know the right time to when to eat something. And when something that has been laid out for too long becomes toxic. See, this is what you don't understand about our systems of life is that. Not everything is just devoured. You know, you don't have this idea where these cats go and these uh, tigers go and they chase the um, the antelope and then they eat the antelope. And you're looking at it like, wow, man, that's really bad. At some point upon eating the antelope, they eat right then and there. It's right then and there. They have to eat it because the blood becomes toxic. And as the blood becomes toxic, it's poisonous and sickening to eat it. So imagine what they had to eat when things had worms and things in it. And these are tigers that's in the cage all day. They're going to eat whatever they give them. And so a lot of them were not even given their proper diet. They were not even able to exercise themselves the way that they need to. This is exactly what your ancestors went through. And even when our ancestors decided, hey, I'm not going to eat that. That's not good. I can smell it. It's rotten. They would bust our teeth out in the front and in the back with chisels and in a funnel and they would force feed us. These are the things that I'm trying to get you to see the correlation. Um, I have another point that I want to mention, um, You know, when we talk more about the character, Carol, we talk about sympathizers, people that, you know, seem to want to make things better. So I'm going to conclude this in a few minutes, but I want to talk about this whole um, emancipation proclamation. So if you study and you understand that that emancipation proclamation that was so called to free the slave was a war document, a document that was produced to encourage us to you know, fight back against the South and say that these people want us free. Well, this is what, you know, Curl wanted to represent. And what Curl represented was the place where the cats could go and be free and wouldn't be um, denigrated to exploitation and being used in some kind of way. Well, let me tell you something. So-called after- The Emancipation Proclamation, we went into this thing called the Reconstruction Era. And during the Reconstruction Era, we were supposed to what? Get what we deserve. And from getting what we deserve, we can go ahead and start anew. Well, those things were taken away. This is why you have this argument of reparations. Because they told that they would give something and then they took it away. Abraham Lincoln, whatever you want to hold him to be high and mighty. I don't know why, but I want to definitely destroy that image in your mind and let you know that this person was saying, we got to find a better way to exploit. That was it. Just what is a better way? This 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 way is no longer um, tolerable of slavery. So we're going to find a more tolerable system. This woman literally created a system where people would volunteer for years. And they would go through a color coding system. And they would not be paid. But she would make money from the, um, uh, um, the exploitation of her big cat exhibits and things of that nature. The ones she's trying to save. Um, That right there lets you know that if you want to get a glimpse, just a small glimpse of what our ancestors had to endure, if you want to understand how this exploitation would go about, that's what you see when you watch Tiger King. And again, this is important to always look at things and try to do something that most people don't do, which is be creative. This is my attempt to be creative. This is my attempt to give you a understanding of what you've seen in the show and you kind of just got caught up in and then something went past you. Listen, at the end of the day, it's time for us to stop playing. It's time for us to be very serious. It's time for you to say, hey, it's time for me to understand my culture. You won't get this culture. I look forward to the next episode. If you got any questions, please send them to me. Um, you can look for me on all social media platforms. My name is Anani Kulufatu. And, uh, you can also reach me at, uh,